5403 Productions presents The Strut with Chili, TD, and Info Joe. The Strut would not be possible without the generosity of our newest friends of the show. Strut Nation thanks you for your support. Dan Sign Realty, CCU Class of 2001. Dan Sign at Dunes Realty Sales is Realty Done Right. Hanley's Pub, Andrew Hanley, CCU Class of 2002, the official pub of the Strut Podcast and is located in Carolina Forest. We will CCU at your local pub, Hanley's in Carolina Forest. Dr. David Turner, Doctor of Chiropractic, CCU Class of 1997 of Impact Chiropractic. He's been practicing in Conway for 20 years. Dr. Turner believes in a proactive, wellness-based approach to achieving optimal health and function for the entire family. At Impact Chiropractic, we work hard to grow healthy kids rather than fixed, damaged adults. Bob Baldwin, CCU Class of 2011. When you think coastal and your marketing needs, think coastal marketing. Go see Bob Baldwin at Coastal Marketing. Coastal Marketing is the official merchandise supporter of the Strut Podcast. Gentlemen, there you go. Gentlemen, we are here on a Sunday strut on a Wednesday after a Teal Tuesday up in Boone. And uh, for those that know, Chili was holding down the fort here in South Carolina as Joe had the call and TD was stomping in the stands with the other 500 or so Shauna Clear fans. Not once, but twice we were told by a App State police officer, you can't stomp like that. All that did was make our fans do what? Stomp 10 times harder and 10 times louder and 10 times. You know, it's interesting I use 10, gentlemen. Because yesterday, mm. mm. yesterday was 10-10. Yesterday was 10-10. And our boy 10 had a 10-10 type of game. Didn't he, Joe? Didn't he, Chili? Look, Let I'm sitting here. Let me go ahead here. and scratch I, off part well, of my analysis now. Thanks, hey, TD, for that. Hey, all right. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, welcome into another edition of the uh, the Sunday Strut, of the Strut Podcast. <laughs> Excuse me. I've come back with a little bit of a cough from Boone. Oh, don't worry. I think it's just my allergies. But, gentlemen. I'm interested to hear your take, Joe, from the booth, mine from the stands, Chili from home watching it. That's not a dig. We missed you. We loved you. Uh, we were texting about good times, good cold beer, and places to eat. And, uh, gentlemen, I'm just interested to see everybody's different take in our uniquely different perspectives on this game. And uh, what a game it was, man. Joe, Chili, what a game it was. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> Joe, I want to, Joe, can I ask you a question to get it started? I all I want to do is see you laugh. That's all I want to do. I, I want to tee Joe up. Joe, What's did that? you have a good time last night? Oh, my goodness. Can you believe it, man? How great was that? Energy in that place, best atmosphere there is in this league. And you go up there and finally on the seventh trip, you know, I've been up there for all six of them before. And, uh, you know, to finally figure it out last night was just – <laughs> best evil laugh T in the business td calls me up i'm driving back down to hickory last night now we just we just spent a minute just laughing on the phone we're just laughing that's all we're doing <laughs> hey i called joe on the way home chili 
Uh-huh. I thought about calling. I told Joe, I said, man, we should call Chili, man. But he's like, man, it's like 12 o'clock, TD. I said, I was out. I called Joe. <laughs> and all I said, I said, Joe, how about it? He, he just started laughing and smiling, dude. My <laughs> wife was cracking up. I said, how about it, man? I've got some fun stories from Boone and uh, Blowing Rock uh, that I'm a, I'm a interweave and uh, integrate into this analysis. But uh, there was a lot of chirping Nears fans on the way in. There wasn't so much much chirping on the way out. Um, let me tell you something. That is a fragile fan base, boys, and it is coming apart. In, I mean, it is. They are coming apart. You know. Um, you know, we're going to get into the analysis. Look, we're usually pretty analytical and straightforward with this, but look, it's one of our three lather weeks. This was a pivotal game. This was a pivotal game. And we're going to talk about a handful of things, and we're going to we're going to directly to Teal Nation and our studies tonight. Um, we talked about putting four quarters together. We put four quarters together. We are a good football team when we do that. When we don't, we are not. But we put four quarters together. We talked about perspective. We talked about consistently. We talked about that in the last podcast versus Georgia Southern, and then leading up to this game about just perspective. Would you rather be in our position now at three and three, Joe, Chili? Would you rather be three and three with an all brand new staff of fifty three new ball players going to Arc State, or would you rather be three and three with your staff you've had for five plus years? I'll take, yeah. I'll, I'll take ours all day long. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Gets us back in the conversation. Last night gets us back in the conversation. Last night writes the ship for now okay i mean it, it kind of gets us moving back to where we need to go you know i don't know at one and two if we're gonna have a i mean getting to the conference championship game with two losses at this point in time is kind of problematic i mean it's not undoable but it certainly gets the bowl game back in the picture no question about that and the, and the opportunity for you know a bunch more wins down the stretch so you know last night was huge in that regard the, the atmosphere was just fantastic Love a place with energy where people care, you know. I mean, there are places you go in this league, and it's like you're just looking around, like, do they even know there's a game? Do people in this town know what's going on? Not at that place, and that's that's what is so much fun about it, you know. That's what's so much fun about it. Grayson looked like Grayson for the first time, really, all year, you know. I mean, that kind of number 10 out there, and, and, and we're, we're dealing, okay, we're dealing, uh, I, you know, getting I, and and doesn't it. Doesn't sports write the best scripts? I mean, how in the world does this thing come down to the exact same thing that it came down to two years ago? The exact same start, right? We get out to a hot start. App crawls back in it, uh, and then of course now, now we were we were the better. I, I told TD this last night. I, I felt like the entire time we were the better football team. I, I, we I were. felt that way. We were. You know, we were. We were better. I felt like we were better yet. There at the end, when we didn't get that fourth and two, I, I thought, and I said this on the air, I thought, you know, here goes out. They're going to have a chance to pull this thing out of the fire, even though I thought we were better for the entire night. But Keontae Lusk made the defensive play of the game, the strip, uh, you know, to strip the wide out, and then uh, T-Money is able to recover that thing on, on the field of play, and we go down there and 24-yard field goal beat us two years ago, 24-yard field goal won it last night. Unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable how sports can just kind of flip like that. <laughs> at the same end of the field, same time on the clock, the whole schmear. It's unbelievable. I and want to give a couple of quick shout-outs. Go ahead. Do I? No, go I ahead. Said, go ahead. 
No, T Money has one of the best names. I do doubt what a name. I was thinking Isn't that a great name, name, right? T Money. T Money. Uh-huh. Oh man. It's fabulous. But anyway, hey, offensive line. That's number one kudos last night. 196 yards rushing, gave up one sack all night. We have never been close to 200 yards rushing in Boone. Never. And those guys, especially in the second half, you know, we went for 84 in the first, 112 in the second. When we had to get yards on the ground, those guys did it. And that's kind of the maturation and the improvements you're seeing out of these guys up front. And I just want to say this. I mean, I understand some of the criticism early on. No, they weren't real good. They weren't. And they would have told you that, right? That we, we knew right. we had to have growing pains. We, we knew we were going through growing pains with some new guys up there, a new staff, newness across the board and what we're trying to do offensively in a lot of things. Right now, we did keep some of the old stuff, but our offensive line has had some struggles early on. We all knew it and we saw it. Right, and they took some heat for it. But some of the things I, I, I've seen and heard said about our line by people that ostensibly are coastal fans, right? I mean, this some of the personal criticism that I that I, I heard, I'm like, who are these people? They did I get out of town with that crap. These guys are going to get better, right? They're going to get better. And last night, in my opinion, you saw the continuing improvement of those guys up front. All right. So Zobon Lindsay graded out the best along with Nick Del Grande last night. Unit graded out over 87% overall. Mm -hmm. And again, paved the way for almost 200 yards on the ground. We got some big runs One in sack. the fourth quarter. Yep. One sack all night for a, a minus two late in the first half. Uh, that, that really, you know, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, when it happened, really didn't matter a whole lot. But kudos to those guys up front. You know, guys like Will McDonald. And uh, again, Del, we got Del Grande back. He missed the game before. Uh, Evan Jumper. Evan Jumper may be my newest, most favorite shot <laughs> after the game. He goes down there and does what he does. Oh, my gosh. That was so funny. Hey, he was – look, he was a thirsty young man. He was a thirsty young <laughs> he man. He was thirsty for victory. He had he to was, get out there and He was a thirsty thirst. young man. And that look, was look, hilarious, the, man. The, 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 the absolute sheer just generosity of the black and gold <laughs> app nation up there and those students – Letting our players know that that not only are they number one, right? Yep. You know, not only are they number one, but they're concerned about their levels of hydration. You got to stay right? hydrated. So you got to stay hydrated. Look, they look. He to any victory is pregame hydration, followed yeah. by postgame hydration. He was just getting no pun intended a jump on postgame hydration. I feel like he was probably drinking a nice cold can of Mountain Don't. No, instead of, <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, man. That, but then anyway, let me. I'll, I'll, I'll wrap. Go ahead. Go ahead. Quickly, but uh, you know, Will McDonald had four knockdowns along with Donovan Manson. Those guys led the way in knockdown blocks. Great job by the O line. Yeah, and they're going to continue as they continue to get reps, continue to get more practice. They're out there on the field in, in these ball games, getting that experience. They're going to continue to get better. So kudos to those guys last night. And how about the end of game strategy? Right. So we get the strip. And the recovery on the 16, when it looked like Apple was going to go in to take the lead late, we get that, and here you go, right down the field, right? Some big runs, and we get down there, and all of a sudden, you know, we 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 get that run from C.J. Beasley, 14 yards, and they got they got to stop the clock with a minute left. They have to take a timeout, and and Lane and I are talking. It's like they we we can do what we want to now. We, we control our destiny here. We we control the end of this game because they we could have run it all the way down, and then. You know, Beasley rips off another one, and he slides down at the one. I was like, oh, he's taking it in. And then the next thing you know, he slid down, and I'm like, okay, we're going to set this up for an extra point, basically. 
I, I don't think our coaches could have done a better job right there. You know, we controlled how that game ended. Now, we weren't going to give the ball back to Appalachian State. We were going to control that thing. And, you know, Hensley goes out there and, and just, you know, just as cool as he can be. He got slides that thing in there, that, that upright. But, hey, it's good. A little bit of a high snap there. Great job. You know, Mac West to get that thing down. But a great job by all three of those guys, Peyton Bunch, Mac West, and uh, and obviously Kay to, to knock that thing through. But great end of game strategy. And uh, we, we, we get out of there with a win. Just a, a glorious night to, to finally, after seven trips, we get one and come back down the mountain with a dub. It was awesome. You know, my my review is first. I, I got to give a few shout-outs real quick before I get started. If I don't shout-out to uh, Taylor Spangler, who's a listener of ours, and he follows us, he and his wife, saw them out, had a beer with them. They were, they were part of that, you know, the group of Teal Nation, uh, Dan Sines and, and his friends. Also to Jared Brown's parents, I sat with his daddy on up there, kind of the turnstile area up there. He and I were uh, high-fiving, hugging, holding each other, just trying to keep it together. Uh, Will McDonald's mom was up there with us. Also, uh, Grayson had some family there. Um, um, also, Grayson's, Will McDonald's, and Jared's uh, uh, Jared Guest is their roommate. And I met the young man. He listens to our podcast. He actually saw my strut hat called me out and he said man i listen to you all the time he said the guys listen to it so to those guys i remember i ran into will and jared and them at the conway high school Conway forest game and i flat out asked them i said guys i said how are we doing this week and they said td best week of practice we've had all year man best week we've had all year and i said how are we looking and i texted all that i said you know i said those guys they we're ready man they said we're ready i said okay all right they said man best 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 we've looked all year and they 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 were spot on, but hey, to their roommate, forgive me, I, I can't remember your name, brother, but thank you for listening. Um, and uh, I don't want to say the wrong name, but J all all those parents, Liam Gray's mom and dad were there. Um, and uh, man, he had a couple big boomers towards the end that really put them put the field. And uh, but hey, here here's my analysis. You know, you know, data. Look, remember, data doesn't lie, but it can be, it can be misleading. What is the one stat I've talked about with Grayson and this team with regards to passing? If he passes it 29 times or less, we are now 3-0. 30 times or more, we are 0-3. He passed the ball, and his final stats were, let's see here. I had him pulled up, Joe. I think you've got him. But individually, I'm looking at him right here. Here we go. He was 19 of 28 for 373 yards and two TDs. His longest was 63 yards. Whenever he is effective for us is whenever you're to your point, when our ground game, which actually grossed, I think, what, 208, but after the two kneel downs and kind of the positioning for the field goal, we ended yeah. up with a net of 196. But I think we were at 208. To Joe's point, we averaged 4.4 yards a carry. When we're averaging four yards a carry through one, two, three, four, five, six, seven ball carriers, and Grayson can throw it, again, 29 times or less, that's when we're extremely effective. I also – text y'all and said, if I'd have told you we're going to win this game, Grayson's going to throw two touchdown passes and Sam Pinckney and Jared Brown will not catch a pass to win this game. Would you believe me? You probably would not. But my takeaways were this. One, offensively, continuity was better at the front. Offensive line, Joe, to your point, best they've played all year, man. They dirtied up Grayson's jersey one time and, again, it was for two-yard loss, I think, in the second quarter. And I think we came right back and converted, if I remember correctly. So we, we ended up converting, if I remember correctly. So 
Um, we were effective passing the ball with drags and, you know, motion and the seam. We tore them up on the seam, and their corners were soft. I said that, remember? I said their corners and safeties were soft, and they were, man. We had that all day, all day. We fought the crowd. We fought poor officiating. And it was poor officiating on, bat, on both sides. The one area of criticism I have on the defense is our corners, if they do not turn their head, they are going to continue to put us in situations where P.I. is going to be called every time. And that's a collective thing, right? Corners and safeties, we have got to be better. We've got great coverage. Our corners were stick them, man. They, they, I mean, they were like glue on those kids all night last night, but they've just got to make an attempt to turn their head. If they don't turn their head, it doesn't help us. Lane talked about that on the, during the end game, Joe. Chili, if you remember, Lane even said he's like, guys, you just got to attempt to turn your head, and then it, they, and they won't throw it, or at least it makes them think not to throw it, right? The flag that is, but defense kept them to twenty four points, right? We played good possession ball. We went forward on some fourth downs that I, I liked. Uh, again, play calling on those. You know, we'll we'll see. Maybe there's something later we set up. Again, I, I'm not in. I, I understand there were some times that we set up. The one thing I did like was early in the second quarter. Um, Joe Chilling, and Kurt it was early second quarter where we had a fourth and one or two. Grayson didn't like the setup, so he called timeout, and we ultimately punted, right? And it was 14-3 to three at, that, at that time. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that was, to me, that was a growth and development of Grayson in this offense, Tim Beck and Travis Trickett with Grayson in this offense. Grayson looked up and saw nine guys in the box and realized – Whatever play call we have and whatever audible we have is not going to be successful. The one thing Coach Bennett always taught us, you reserve the right to punt. And we did. Grayson's check out of that was we have a play call. You could see, I, I could see what he was doing. He was surveying. He he immediately looked at the sideline. He surveyed again, realized, okay, the audible is not going to be a good play call. Got down about three or four seconds, timeout. Like, and that that was a growth moment for the entirety of our offense, and I don't think people picked up on that. Big plays by our, our young receivers. How about those, man? Big run. How about Beasley? Beasley was a beast last night, man. He, man, what a heady play at the one, too. What a heady play. Bennett, Bennett's just a half a tackle or two away. Reese White ran hard. Um, you know, I, Reese, I White, say- Reese White ran hard. I, I want to say just real quickly, absolutely, TD. Reese White looked like Reese White last night. Yes, he did. Yeah, that's that's the hard-running, tough-running Reese White that we're used to seeing. Great to see him out there run the ball like he did. Yep. Last thing I have is on the defense, we've got to come up with some turnovers in other scenarios of the game. Man, um, we got in the backfield a good bit. We got mm-hmm. a lot. You know, we got some TFLs, um, you know, total – you know, we had, um, you know, I'm looking here, looking at the stats real quick. They had 18 first downs, six rushing, nine passing. Um, they only ran the ball for 111 yards, 111 yards. We kept them to 111 yards rushing, total, you know, total yards of 416. Um, but the one, you know, the, the thing about it too is is here, third down conversion, third down conversion was three of 11. The defense in great moments, rose up. They were one for two in red zone score chances. Um, you know, we were – let me see here. We were six of ten, six of 12 on third down, so that gave us 50%. We were 0 for 2 on fourth. Here's a red zone efficiency. 
we were three or four. That has been a bugaboo for us all year. There were just things, Joe Chili, to not, you know, belabor it. There were things that going in, in the O line had criticism, red zone had criticism, Grayson wasn't making the throws. It showed last night on the road in front of thirty five thousand plus in a hostile environment where their fans are chirping, their fans are throwing beer cans. We rose up and we found a way. We found a way to win, man. We found a way to win to take a Joe Cashin Nexus Joe Chili data point. Correct me if I'm wrong. They were fifty six and nine before last night in Boone since transitioning to FBS. They are now fifty six and ten. It is a very difficult place to win. Teams like North Carolina, East Carolina, Miami, and others haven't won there in times that they've been up there too sometimes. So it just – it was a big turning point win for this program. Tim Beck just did something. So you want to back off? I'm, I'm off of this. David Bennett didn't do it. Jamie Chadwell didn't do it. Tim Beck just delivered a victory on top of the mountain. Okay. It's not criticism Mo- towards anybody else. Mo- 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 Mowgli either. Mowgli, Mowgli coached either. the no. game up there. I That's mean, right. Again, no criticism on us. No guys. criticism. Just, hey, we just hey, didn't. He brought home a victory. Now, you're always good as your last win, right? Got to go to Arc State. We'll get into that to break down the next week. But our fan base, if you're not re-energized that we have good players, we have good coaches, yes, we have our doubts. That's what make us fans. But in every game on this podcast we've talked about, and I'm in right here, we always bring perspective. We are not as bad as we have looked. There are things that we can improve on collectively. So the one takeaway for defense on that is we got to turn us the ball. We got we got to create some turnovers, man. We have got to do that on defense. We got to figure out a way to do some turnovers, man. What happened to Nate Noel last night? He uh, ankle. They came ankle out. Injury. Listen, ankle injury. They well, you know that's kind of, but uh, you know I. That's what he was standing. He was standing. He well, he was standing by the coaches with his helmet on, as if he could go back in, and never went back in the game after the first series. Weirdest thing, you know. You know he. um, Who knows? I mean, well, he was probably trying to avoid the beer cans being thrown by his own student section, like Grayson had two going off the field. So, you know, Grayson, real quick, before God, Chili's going to jump in here, real quick. Grayson started nine for nine, then he went two for nine, then he went eight for ten last night. It was it was kind of an odd. Kind of a breakdown. He started off red hot, on fire. We also had two guys, and, and, and ended that way too. Two guys went over 100 yards receiving last night. Back-to-back games we've done that. I'm not sure we've ever done that. I got Rickson Lane looking into that right now to see if that's ever happened. Jamison Tucker, how about this guy, right? Walk-on kid, gets a scholarship in fall camp. Holy mackerel. I mean, That's you know, Chili's guy, man. That's Chili's Big, big time. Big time catches. Yep. And then Bist, I just beat him with explosive plays. And 373 last night for Grayson, career high for him, and number three all time on the uh, single-game passing chart, passing yards for Coastal. You know, Is it my turn? Go ahead. Go ahead, Chili. Sorry, man. We've sucked all the air out of the room now. Ah, no, well, no. I'm a little drowsy, so I'll go ahead and go quickly. <laughs> so I want to start off with a – I always like to do titles for mine just to kind of keep myself straight here. And the first one I want to talk about is the subtitle is perspective matters more than size. So I was thinking about this and I actually had two people on Twitter with a message and a couple of more text messages that began to pop up on my phone right when the game was over. 
And then the major topic that was going through all the conversations that I was reading or I was a part of was just how big is this win? I don't, I, I got to thinking with the people I was talking to, do you want to start talking about which win was bigger in coastal history to this point? And then I found myself beginning to rank them, but then I started thinking, don't do that because if you put this win anywhere below another win, that diminishes how big this one really was because this was a big win for the program. TD, I know it's emotional for you based on what you saw and how you felt after we beat App for the first time when we beat them in Conway. So I can only I, imagine how it feels for you when you go to win at Boone. I teared up, man. I'm not, I'm not saying to admit that. My wife right. saw me. So, I, I teared up. So I got to thinking that as a fan base – Maybe we should be careful about talking about at this point in the season, especially after this win, about where this win fits in terms of our all-time wins in terms of where this one fits. It's a big win. Let's just do that. But let's also plan on keeping this trend going, which I think is more important, looking at it longitudinally as opposed to putting the things in order that you have to have in order. Here's why I say that. If we compare this win to another win, it may diminish the one we just had or one we had down the road or previously. Um, I also want to say that TDU said this while ago, Tim Beck officially undefeated against Appalachian State. He won his first game against App State at App State. None of our other coaches have won at App State before, so maybe this is the trend that I'm kind of alluding to is that perspective thing we talk about on here a lot is you want to look at how things are going. Coastal has won three of the last four against Appalachian State now. Grayson and his group that came in together will be maybe one of the few people is in terms of recruiting classes that play against App State regularly to have three wins in four years against them. That's, that's, that's pretty impressive if you think about it. All the teams that App plays week in and week out in the Sun Belt, for example, there's very few classes that are going to walk out of school with three wins against App and one of them being at Appalachian State. Because like y'all said a while ago, that's a tough place to play. And I have been there myself and for a Coastal game. It is tough. So that's what I wanted to say about perspective. I also wanted to point out some number relationships to this. And I'm, I like reading stats. I like looking for some things that are comparable and some things that I see as trends also. And I've just made a few notes on this. These are just quick little uh, factoids, if you will. So ESPN reported last night at kickoff that Joe TD, the temperature was 54 degrees in App State. In the second half, Coastal had two 77-yard touchdown drives. Seven plus seven is 14. We scored 14 points in the second half. We won by three by kicking for three with three seconds left to improve our record to three and three and make Appalachian State also three and three. October 10th is 10-10. Grayson McCall wears number 10, and we won it on Teal Tuesday. So I put this out on Twitter on our uh, Strut Podcast Twitter account that October 10th, 2023 is the greatest Teal Tuesday of all time. Uh, Joe and TD, I have a couple more number things and I'll go to my next point is um, after that loss at home for App State, that was their 10th FBS loss at home. I just think that's kind of cool. Uh, last thing I'm going to move on to is a little bit of a bigger topic, and I entitled this part Kung Fu, Tai Chi, and Michael Jordan. So I was reading up on – and they'll work together to you. Just trust me on this. When I was I was reading the um, 
actually, I was watching the uh, the Last Dance, the the Bull doc, Bulls documentary that was really really good done a couple of years ago. And I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan, and so is Joe. I know. And I was I remember Jordan talking about something he learned from someone else. I think it might have been a Phil Jackson thing where you take whatever obstacle is in front of you and you work on it until you turn that obstacle into your advantage. It's an idea of whatever they throw at you, you take their strength and you make it work for you. Bruce Lee talked about it, all that kind of stuff. So that's why I call this part Kung Fu, Tai Chi, and Michael Jordan. Here's what I want to talk about. It's in regards to our schedule. So we played Duquesne, and after we played Duquesne, we had four days to get ready for Georgia State. From Georgia State, we had eight days to get ready for Georgia Southern. And then we start hitting these midweek games, the Thursday of Georgia State, the Tuesday for this one. From Georgia Southern to App State, we had 10 days. Oh, there's 10. I forgot. Look at that. We had 10 days to App State. And now we got 11 more days until Arkansas State. I'm seeing us with more time to prep between games, Mm -hmm. thus using it to our advantage because we knew after the Georgia State game, and this is when I think a lot of the talk really kicked up about what people are seeing, how they feel about the team, et cetera. Then we got 21 days basically to play two games and get ready for a third one coming up with Arkansas State. So what I'm saying is, even though I know Coach Beck does not like midweek games, the Thursdays and the Tuesdays and the Wednesday morning, whatever you're going to play, I think it's kind of working to our advantage because, number one, we knew where we needed to get better, and it's mm-hmm. given us some time to work on it. We noted the improvement from the Georgia Southern game, how the offensive line looked so much better in that game. And then, TD, I think you texted me during the App State game last night that the offensive line is moving the defensive line from App State. We're having success in the offensive line. We did it, The numbers bear that out when it came to where our rushing yards – well, actually, offensive production. We were what, over 560 on offensive yardage last night, I think. I need to go back and double-check that one. I will look at it. But the offensive line has shown improvement every single time they've hit the field. So I wanted to tie that all together and say that what we saw might have been as an obstacle with this funky schedule, going to Los Angeles, coming back home for Jacksonville State – Hitting the you know playing Thursday at home, going on the road to uh, Georgia Southern, going you know for you know double digit days between games there and now at Arkansas State, eleven more days. This actually could work to our advantage, guys, because once we get past Arkansas State, we still got some heavy games to play with our work still ahead of us. So that's why I wanted to entitle that part in Kung Fu. You have that belief, whatever they come at you, use it to your advantage now. Yeah, I like it, man. I, you know, I was thinking the same thing along the same lines of, <clears throat> and we talked about that in the uh, in the podcast on the uh, on the weekly pod covering the App State game was, you know, if, if we can win it, if we put four quarters together, good four quarters together, quality quarters versus App, you know, now we've got eight days to recover, actually nine days to recover before we go to Arc State. We got to fly to Arc State, right? So quickly to your point, and I, I agree, Chill. I think it's a great point of we're going to have some time here and joe you touched on this too is this i think in the podcast last week you we got time here to polish up what we're doing well recalibrate what we're not and or fix straight out right i noticed that we definitely put a little more rpo into the offense this week that that looked really good at app and there were a couple plays that you know grayson with him putting on 15 18 pounds doesn't have the 
maybe that little extra half a step that he's had in the past. By the way, what a hell of a block on that run. What a hell of a block on that run, man, that he took out not one but two crap Alachian State fake Meneers, you know? And, you know, it's, you know. The block and the run, everything, because he because uh, Beasley would not stop. Mountain Avamolniers, right? The old Mountain Avamolniers up there. God, let me tell you something. You're talking about a fan base that deserves every bit of the crap that they're getting right now today. It is that fragile freaking fan base up in Boone. Would Look, you say they're I, fragile? Just out of curiosity. Small. Now, I will say this. Uh, there was a store owner at the Rooster Rock in downtown Blowing Rock. Pretty cool hat. He's got a store called Rooster Rock in Blowing Rock. Really cool dude. So if he's listening tonight, um, man, thank you for for a cool hat. If you're up there, y'all go to – by the way, if you ever go to the game or you should go to the game, matter of fact, if they don't put the same on a freaking Tuesday, maybe we go back to a Thursday game, we should have 2,500 fans up there more easily. But Blowing Rock's the place to stay, man. Blowing Rock's a pretty cool place, man. We we stayed at the Hellbender Bed and Brew. We ate at the Speckle Trout. We went by Rooster Rock. We went by the market. And we went down. I well, hey, I text y'all and I tweeted out. I went right into downtown Boone with that old Shauna Clear right here. Went right into uh, you know Boone Bar and Lost Province and some other bar. And they're giving me looks like, what are you even doing here? And I gave them a look back like, yeah, I'm here. And I'll take two beers, please. Thank you. You guys are having a good time going around, <laughs> enjoying yourselves up in the mountains, and I'm stuck at work. As the pictures hey. will soon, as the pictures will soon come out, America needs to see proof that old Chili was back home working hard while you guys are having a having hey. a, having a party up in Boone. Somebody's got to teach our kids a better way, right? Somebody's got to teach our kids a better way. I don't know who that's going to be. I need hey. to learn. Speaking of teaching, Joe, from you about how to pick Sun Belt football games. Man, I don't know it, man. Hey, 569 yards of total offense, by the way. So. There you go. And Grayson almost 19.6 per completion, which is absolutely off the charts phenomenal. I yep. mean, yeah, man, I'm just not putting any sort of science in this. I'm just taking a look at records and kind of going by feel as to who I'm picking, you know, and I had, <laughs> I had NC State come through for me. I had the culture come through for me last week, looking like I was going to lose both of those games. And they can't. And then ODU on the road, they came through for me too at Southern Miss. Southern Miss, man, what a mess. Southern Miss, what that much is. Southern Miss, yes. TD Southern Miss. Look, or Seymour. Seymour, poor, poor old Seymour to campus. He, he's Seymour he, to he, campus, he, he's in hiding right now. He's he's on a milk carton somewhere. He Seymour ain't seeing nothing right now. He ain't seeing campus. Uh, he ain't seeing nothing. He speaking of a bar. He's probably seeing the inside of a bar. He's Seymour to bar. Man, that's a miserable bunch, that team. So, Joe, you got NC State correct. TD, you and I missed that one. Marshall lost. Uh, Joe, you and TD got ODU correct. I missed my friend Seymour. Joe, you got the culture correct. TD and I mistakenly picked the Bobcat bandwagon. Well, I think the Bobcats did some self-destruction of that thing, too. I mean, yeah, they did, man. They could have taken it at the end of the half and got cute and decided not to and then lost a close game. But uh, anyway, continue. Uh, just keep telling you how good you did. Okay. Troy. Thank you. I appreciate that. How good am I? All three of us got Troy over Ark State. Uh, Joe and TD, you got South Alabama, and I messed up on Monroe. So I'm not going down to the bayou anymore on that one. Mm. I think this is the week I just get off bandwagons altogether and just be my own person. I think that's what I'm going to do from the, for the pick segment this coming week. That's you be you, brother. I've you got be to be you. me. And then all three of us clearly 
were correct when we chose Coastal Carolina to defeat Crapalachian Stank. You darn skippy. Joe, you went 5-0. and TD, you went 4-1. and I went 2-3. and Joe, your overall record, 50-13. and TD, you are 48-15. and You are two games behind Joe, TD. He's, somebody's off camera distracting him. Somebody Sorry, has man. Keys or something. Uh, and I'm at 44 and 19. I think I have a respectable record, but I'm not as good as Joe. I'm six games behind you, Joe. I should do mm. a parlay. I should do a parlay card or something, man. Good lord, man. We still got half a season to go, Chili. Uh, oh yeah, Do we include bowl games? We should include bowl games. Yeah, so we should do an entire bowl pick them. Honestly, just do one pod. It's just that's all we talk about. And that reminds us, we talked about, man, we need to get some of our, our fans involved, our listeners. I talked to a couple of them. They were they were up for it. Maybe even get like some like the the Andrew Dockeries and the Tegan Browns and uh and the Brandon Duns and some other folks that listen to the podcast and uh get them kind of like a celebrity group and then like the fan group, get them all involved, maybe doing some picks against us. So speaking um, of Tegan Brown, so Tegan Brown went to a craft fair a couple of days ago and she made a knit looking octopus. She, and she has decided that whichever one of us wins the pick'em for the season, probably Joe, she's going to name that octopus after one of us three, whoever wins that pick'em. So now we got something on the line. We can be the namesake for Tegan Brown's knit octopus. The Octa Joe. The, the Nexus octopus, well, or whatever. No, how, how can you, no. how can you say easy, that? Easy, easy, easy. I'm may just going to go with little may, That's all I'm You may walk with. into something you can't walk out of. So just, yeah. <laughs> I love that easy. Let's write those down. Let's, yeah, let's write those down. Let's make it forward. Um, make us bleep you. Hey, I want to do shout out, though, man. Shout out to our fans that went. You were loud. You were proud, man. Teal Nation, we weren't about five, six, seven hundred strong or so, man. But let me tell you something. When that field, this is my last thought. When that field goal went through, there were about thirty plus thousand Mountaineer fans. I went, ah, oh, oh. and then you hear this little five or six hundred come up strong, Teal Nation, just man stomping and cheering and going crazy and crying. It was, um, it was something, man. It was something special to behold. It was something special to behold. I have a shout out I want to give to my son who watched the last few seconds of that game with me because he was doing some homework earlier. He came down, saw me watching the game, and his reaction was as fun too, TD. You'll like this. Three seconds on the clock, line up, kick the field goal, it goes through. He didn't scream and shout like I did. He just goes, so we beat App again? <laughs> mm. I love it. Oh, yeah, we just beat App again. We beat App again. Joe, hey, you got any look. final thoughts for us here? Mm. Are we going to pick the games this week? Yes. Let's do Are it. Are we going to do it on the next pod? No, we can't. We don't have a next no, pod. No, I mean, we got, I, I think we, we got to pick Saturday's games, All don't right, we? Let me, yeah, man, we got to pick Saturday's games. Let me get slate pulled up then. I've got, I, it pulled. I got, I got, I got right. it right here in front of me. I'm ready to go when y'all are, baby. All right, well, Joe, I'm just going to copy whatever you do. Forward <laughs> <laughs> me your picks. Hey, somebody else I thought about, uh, old Brandon Hinch coming in from the from the Rocky Mountains, uh, watching the game out there, uh, and he flew in. So I forgot about that. I saw his picture, man. That was pretty cool. That picture was cool. cool. That was pretty yeah, cool, man. Yep. Yeah. All right, so you got uh, – you want me to go through these things? And... I, I got them pulled up now. Oh, you got it? Doing... Okay. All, All right. right, so I got Georgia Southern travels to um, – what were we calling Signetti again? I forgot. 
King Richard. King Richard, thank you. Georgia Southern <laughs> at King Richard. Troy goes to Army. Military Academy of the United States. We'll be there in a few weeks. Looking forward to that trip. Yeah. Monroe travels to the Bobcat bandwagon. And then Marshall will travel to Turner Field. <laughs> well, the visiting radio booth is behind home plate. You yeah. can't see a thing. Yeah. There's a Tuesday game. Uh, Seymour travels to South Al. Do we want to do that one now or wait till? No, that, that's a, that's the next week game. Okay, gotcha. That's the next week game. Yeah, that's the next week game. Even though it, it will have already played though by the time we record our podcast. When are we going to record again? We might have to. We might have to go with those. Well, whoever the Seymour's playing is going to win. I mean, yeah, well, who are they playing? We got we got to pick them now because we will record. Yeah, I guess Wednesday. you're right. Yeah, yep. That's, yep. that's really a next week game. Well, let's go ahead and drop it in because you're going to have to because. Again, we record next Wednesday ahead of the Ark State game. So, we oh, here? oh, hey, that's for those that don't know, that was a yawn. And he's just tired uh, of winning at this point. Look, Joe's tired of winning, but also, look, Joe and he's I, just I can, tired. I got back to the Hellbender uh, bed and brew uh, with my wife at 12.05, and Joe still had to go to Hickory, which was another 35, 40 minutes down the road where the team was oh, yeah. staying at. So, mm-hmm. uh, so he's he, he probably got in. He texted me, I think, about almost. 1245, so, yeah. Anyways, let's get to it, boys. Georgia Southern at James Madison. He, uh, my partner over here has the honors. That's right. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, here here you go. I, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, think James, I think James Madison loses to Georgia Southern. Whoa. I'm going there. Hmm. James Madison has a. They are a six-point favorite, by the way. It's a noon kick. High noon in Harrisonburg. We really, we really need. I really need James Madison to win. And I hate to say that because Georgia Southern, a Georgia Southern loss, then tightens the race in the East. But who I'm are going, you picking, TD? I'm going uh, the dogs. I'm going the lap dogs of King Richard will beat. Southern by Georgia. I'm going King Richard as well. And the last time that Chili and TD picked against Joe, that was Marshall NC State last week. And Joe, you won that one. So I'm just for the record. Troy travels to Army. Troy. Yeah, Army will lose to Troy. Yep. I think we're all doing that one. Monroe at the Bobcats. Bobcats. Monroe loses to Texas State. Yep. Well, Bobcats. Unanimous. Marshall at Georgia State. Mm. It's a one-point spread, by the way. That's is it really? crazy, man. I, I'm, I'm going Mar- Marshall. Georgia State's going to lose to Marshall. Yeah, I'm going Marshall as well. God, that's three of us on three picks already together. Monroe, South Alabama. No, sorry. Southern no. Miss, South Alabama. No. I'm going the Swamp Cats over Seymour DeBar. So, for Seymour translation DeBar. purposes, everybody, TD South Alabama, South Alabama to beat Southern, Southern Miss. Miss. <laughs> Southern Miss is going to lose to South Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pick Southern Miss. You know why? Mm. Just to make up some ground. Ah, uh, Chili. Yes. 
Okay, I'm swinging for the fences right now. Chili, you did, look. I'm going with Seymour. I Chili. love Seymour to campus. Chili, it's a long season. Let me offer this to you. You just hit about a 298-yard drive, but it's behind two trees <laughs> on the right side of the drive, right side of the fairway. You can see Southern Mass. You no can more. you can see the green in between these two trees. You got to take it unplayable though. Yeah, no. Just, <laughs> just take a five iron, choke down, I punch, punch you back in the fairway. That's all you can do. All you can do, punch you back in the fairway. But no, Chili's like, you know what? Chili's like, nope. I'm taking that hybrid three. Give it to me. And, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna rip it right here. I'm gonna put my hands on it. it. I'm gonna go just move. rip, just rip it. <laughs> Get out of my way. Oh man. Oh, gentlemen, we're down to our final thoughts on the Sunday strut of the coastal victory. Up there in uh, in Boone, man, what a uh, what an epic game, what an epic series. They still, their fans all in with this. They're well, I say, well, I'll add this. I want to end with it. Their fans still don't believe this is a rivalry. They might want to check themselves at the door because the last five games of this series have been decided by eleven points or less. Coastal was taken three of two, could have been four, or excuse me, the three of five could have been four or five in the last five, and uh, if they don't think it's a robbery, look, those fans up there, I had a lady look at me, she goes, y'all aren't like y'all just won some big robbery game. I said, the fact that you don't take it that serious, I need. I said, ma'am, y'all, it is a robbery. I said, this was a big win for us up here. This was an App State fan. She didn't understand why our fans were going so crazy. I, they just don't get it, man. They don't get it. Four and three at the FPS level. Four yeah. and three. You know, right. Well, we've won three of the last four. I mean, they can call it what they want. Shrug it off if you want. I don't that's care. That's the key. That's the key there, Joe. You got to remind people. Since coming to the FBS, App State's won four. We've won three. Yeah. That's, that's a rivalry. Three of the last four. Yeah. Georgia State, that's where Coastal, our fans got to realize, Georgia State is a rivalry. I mean, it's, that's, it's, that's, it's. And that's four or three. <laughs> that's four or three, you know, and that's Georgia Southern. Now that, you know, they, they won more. Now that's four and three. Like, it's all right there since FBS. Actually, are we three and three now? Versus Georgia Southern, now that we've come Four up. Three. Four, Four and three. Four and three. So, look, uh, Noah Freire on the on the Freire and Smith podcast made a great point. He goes, the effect that Georgia Southern, App State, and Coastal have had on the Sun Belt is, has been – you're seeing it now with the Sun Belt being the fourth best conference in America and the Sun Belt East being probably the fourth toughest division in all of America. I'm not – it is hands down. I mean – you could be Liberty playing in Conference USA where it's you and Jack State with two win. You know, you're only, you're only two with winning records. Everybody else, the other seven teams are winless or not winless. Excuse me. They do not have winning records. Imagine that. They have nine teams, seven teams do not have a winning record. Only two teams. One of those is a transitional year. Whereas the Sun Belt, I think we have three teams now that do not have winning records. They're either even or better. I mean, that's, that's parity, man. That's competition. That's – you know, it's improving facilities and programs and funding and resources. Um, Sunbelt's tough, man. We're playing the toughest schedule. I, I would, that's what I want. Joe, thank you. You just kind of jog my memory. Thank you, Joe. We're literally – no, because our, our call and ride home. We're literally playing the toughest schedule in our program's history. It needs to – that's perspective I want to leave with. We're literally playing the toughest schedule. Go look at it. Hands down. It is the toughest schedule we have ever played against. And uh, it's pretty special. Joe, I'm 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 gonna yield the rest of my time to you. 
I'm done, Senator man. Blue Golf. I, I'm I, I yielded back. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go to bed, guys. I'm tired. <laughs> been a great week. Go ahead and hit a shots up. Shots up. All right, gentlemen. Shots up. Strut Nation. Gear up for this season at the Strut Store. At the Strut Store, you can find koozies, mugs, shirts, tailgating and game day supplies, and so much more. The Strut Store will allow you to customize merchandise any way you want. Just visit www.zazzle.com slash store slash the strut store.com and shop away with weekly discounts. There's an easy way to support Coastal Carolina Source for Sean and Clear Athletics. That's zazzle.com slash store slash the strut store to support the strut. While there, don't forget to follow the store for updates, discount information, and notifications when new items are available. www.zazzle.com slash store slash the strut store is your source for the strut merchandise. Come by and see us today.